Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Blue Murder Talks. My name's Carrie and I'm your host and I'm accompanied today by my very good friend and fellow host Lauren hello how are you good afternoon Lauren how are you yeah not bad thank you got glorious sunshine what more can we ask for? yeah it's been hot for about three hours today yeah. how good is that I know I know living my best sport sport haven't we yeah <laughs> don't know what happened to my voice then your voice living its best life <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so Blue Murder Talks obviously we do have a guest today sure we do. are honoured to be um uh, talking today with our friend Leon McLeod. Hello, Leon. Hello. Hello. I'm not worthy. It's because you've got a medal, honor. mate. I can't oh, not think of you as I a get, hero. I still get so much stick at work <laughs> on the team I'm on now. Because, uh, well, having just worked at Coronation as well, mm. and we get a medal for that. Dear. Yeah, it's it's basically for like all emergency services. Nice. Wow. It's not that. In, it's just a, it's a thank. It's a, it's a look. It's a thank you thing. Yeah. It's, but it's nothing, and I just get so much stick for everyone at work about. Oh, it's not like your medal, though, is it? So. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to wear your medals on your uniform? Uh, I don't. Some no. people. So you, you get um like little bars, mm-hmm. and you can wear that. You wouldn't mm. wear the medal. Plus, it's like really expensive enough. Oh. I'll damage it. Yeah. But you could wear the bar, but I don't because I. Don't want to. It's just not me. It's just not me. Yeah. So just a bit of an introduction for our listeners. Leon is a policeman. I am. And we're talking about Leon's medal because you got a you got a medal off the Queen, didn't you? And she was still alive for your I bravery. Did. Yeah. Would so... you mind telling us, like, feeling us briefly about that, please? Oh, God. Just a bit of background. Oh, so there's me going like, oh, I don't, oh yeah, I don't, I don't wear the medal, and now it's like I've got a massive ego. <laughs> um, so I got a medal. Basically, it was in relation to kind of my I can't say response but just my the work I done um when the London Bridge terror attack happened in 2000 and Christ can't remember what year it was now 2017 I think yeah I think it was something like that mm. um and just yeah it, like long story short I was first on scene and had to uh well confronted the terrorists or the attackers and was involved in kind of evacuating and the kind of immediate first aid of people mm. um and yeah like a 
oh, what, a year maybe afterwards, I kind of got a random letter in the post saying that I was going to get um, a Queen's Gallantry medal. So wow. that's very random. It's very, that was an odd day. That yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I've always said it, I'll look back and when, I, when I'm not doing this job anymore and when I'm retired and everything else, mm. I'll be like, oh, okay, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. But at the moment, it's, like, it's just... Just leave it on the back burner. I don't want to have an ego about it. So it's just like, no. yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll carry on. But, no. But yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it's true though. Like you say, you know, when you're when you're older, you'll probably like reflect. It's, it's something yeah. no one can ever take away from you. And yeah. it's, it's a really cool not. thing. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't, I'm not going to test that and see if like, can they take <laughs> it off me? What can I get well, away with? But yeah. No. I'd say, let me look at it, Leon, and then run away with it. Exactly. Oh, you're yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you'll see me just walking about with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this old thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal off a policeman you probably get arrested <laughs> there is that yeah so thanks for coming on leon that's it's a pleasure right. to have thank you, you here thank you for having in me. person for once we're not doing <laughs> zoom so that's handy yeah and um yeah you're going to share some of your um true crime anecdotes and you know what gets you ticking and that sort of thing would you mind just before we get going just telling us a little bit about how you became to be a placeman please i can absolutely do that so um it's a a weird one so i wanted to join the police i've always kind of grown up in like london and the outskirts of london and kent as well so i kind of got this idea of joining the police when i was like 18 when i was doing my a levels i didn't to be honest i didn't really know what else i wanted to do and i thought oh actually i wouldn't mind doing that so I did apply and I got rejected and I can imagine like my application would have been terrible. Like I've told you story before, like I would have had no, like you have to, you have competencies that you have to meet and I, I wouldn't have written very well. Like what I, I, I don't know. It was just, it would have been a really bad application. I can imagine I would have read two lines and been like, nah, this is not the one. So, um, that was kind of that. And I was wait, I was going to apply. You can apply every like nine months later, I think it was. And I was going to wait and then try again. And then I just kind of fell into other work and I was just kind of, yeah, just getting on with stuff and the whole idea of being a police officer went out of my head. Um, And then basically, God, how old would I have been? Mid-20s, 26, 27? I just, um, I was starting to settle down. I Like, was I married then? I think I was married. Yeah, I would have been. And we were looking at, like, you know, buying our first house together, having kids and that. And I just started thinking about, like, what I want to do as a career again. And I just, I just, I don't know, I toyed around with loads of little things. And then someone, like, I've got friends that are police officers and just chatting to them. They were like, have you thought about doing this? And it just all stemmed from there. And really, the, the second I thought, oh, actually, I'd like to do that, like, I really wanted it. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was a half-eyed effort. Like, I went to a workshop about how you, you write your application properly and what's kind of required and expected um and yeah i just i put a lot of a lot of effort into my application like when i was right i ended up doing a lot of it when i was in i was on jury service weirdly enough and um yeah like there was a lot of downtime so i took a laptop with me and i was doing doing my application online and then yeah thankfully thankfully i got in so what, yeah, like 20 2016 i think i joined and yeah here i am now still still enjoying it oh, wow. most of the time so you only, <laughs> you only joined a year before the terrorist attack yeah i've been in for yeah, it was just coming up to two. So I yeah. think it was. Yeah, it would have been two years that I'd been in when that happened. Mm. I think. Wow. Yeah. So you're still a bit coming of coming up to September. Bit of yeah. a newbie. 
Yeah. And you... I don't know if that's a good or a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> I know. Like, maybe if I had all this experience, yes. I would have thought I could do more and messed it up. But nah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. Clearly, yeah. clearly it went, didn't work against me. No, quite true. new in service, but yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Yes, I was definitely still in my probation. I remember that much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, mm. um, yes, yeah, so obviously they read your application and thought, yeah, let's get... This guy. Let's... This guy's yeah. going to be someone. <laughs> exactly. That's what they No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It yeah. Was, um, yeah, like I say, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I've, I think, like, when I've spoken to people about wanting to join the police as well since, I think, like, it's the kind of job where you've, you've got to really want it. You can't just kind of think, oh, I might, I might do that because I think... You won't you won't put the effort into that application and you won't get past that kind of that stage and then when you have to turn up and you do mm. interview and you do other little bits and pieces if unless you really want it I don't I just don't think you you'll get the job to be brutally honest but, yeah yeah where do you do the training is it a place called Stamford no there's to be fair so different forces I work for the British Transport Police right uh, the Metropolitan Police have um, I think they still do certain things at, at Hendon. Mm. I know they've got a training place in Sidcup as well because um, I'd nearly joined Kent Police as well I'd applied for them at the same time and the only reason I didn't join them was because there was more money basically for working in London yeah but um, yeah they, they're training schools in like they've got a place in Maidstone so they, it just depends there's different different forces have different places mm. I got trained in like Highbury Islington is it like a police academy uh, well, <laughs> I, do you know what? It, it's not, but it was like I really enjoyed it's cool, it. Though. I really enjoyed it. Do I they like, teach you loads of cool shit. I mean, it's, like, it's probably it's quite nerdy when you like when you're learning all I, this. Uh, I can just imagine Lauren would fucking love it when you're learning legislation. <laughs> like I remember, oh, yeah. you, you're coming out and you're like, oh, the dry going stuff. up to people. I'm like, oh, blah 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 blah, section whatever, and because it's really fresh in your head, so you would like it's stuff that I wouldn't remember now. Yeah, but knowing legislation and I imagine to my friends, I probably looked a bit like a nerd. Or my friends that were police officers, they were like, "What's happened to Leon?" But yeah, but it's really enjoyable. And like, I've, I've made, I'm still really good friends with certain people from my intake. Like, mm. still in contact with most of the people from my intake as well. Like, we cool. we had a really good group. Um, had a good trainer as well. So, like, as much as it wasn't like police academy, it was a really enjoyable. Like, I really enjoyed it. I really did. And yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I always look back at things like that, and I think I was quite lucky. I was lucky with who I was with. I was lucky with who I got trained by, because, you know, it wouldn't have taken much for that to be a completely different experience as well. So, mm. but, yeah, thankfully, thankfully it seemed to go all right, and I got through it well, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So, it does sound fun, actually, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. It so much fun. Apart from all the reading and, like, learning of the oh, law and stuff. Lot. Yeah. A lot. It's, I wouldn't want to sit through it again. There's a lot of PowerPoints. Yeah. There's a lot of writing. Um, we had to do parade as well, so there's a lot of like bullying, polishing your boots and stuff. Is there? Yeah, making sure your uniform's <laughs> cool. all all nice and nice and tidy. But did you um, yeah. play your part at the recent coronation? Oh yeah, <laughs> I like the way I sort of sighed. It was I only sighed because we had a really a really long night. So um, mm. I work on like a public order unit, and we kind of have a lot of little specialist skills with us, and one of them is is search. So myself and my my team and my colleagues we were tasked with going out to basically where a lot of the troops were staying and we had to be really hush hush about it as well about what we we're doing because it's such a kind of security threat as well so we couldn't even tell people about what we were doing and where we were going and and all that and basically yeah it was just like very we, we were searching around where the troops were going to be coming through and then where they were traveling into london and 
a lot of us were kind of dotted around other locations as well. Like I think I know some people are out in Tring because I think that's where the Navy come through and and yeah. So it was it was it's quite cool I guess to be involved in something like that. But like I say, I, I was doing a night shift and we were on from nine pm till nine am, mm. and I was very tired and yeah. I still went out the next day, which oh. was probably a bit silly. But we won't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> probably because I don't remember much of it. But yeah, but it's, it was yeah. it was cool. It was cool to be involved in that. It was you know it's 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 an honour. It's I guess. special, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it it's not something, it's not what we do every day. So mm. so it was quite. Um, I just wish it wasn't a night shift. No. <laughs> I, I don't do well with nights. I just don't do them enough anymore. So, I've done yeah. one in my lifetime. Horrendous. One night shift. I got to 12 o'clock at night, cried my eyes out, find somewhere to hide and fell asleep. I've I pretty much done the same. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. handle it. I can't, I'm <laughs> no, I not didn't. a night person. It was horrible. And, oh, we had it was we had such strict times on doing stuff as well where you had to do this and you had to be there and then that train has to go somewhere and you have to see... You have to, and it was just like, oh, my God. Mm. And then you have little downtimes in between. It's like, oh, I'm just running on sugar and it's not going to go well. But... <laughs> a lot of coffee that night then, I suppose. A lot of coffee, a lot of energy drinks, a lot of, yeah, a lot of sugar. There were sweets and chocolate. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Everything. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a kid's party. It was great, really. <laughs> I was just too tired to appreciate it. Pair yeah. the pop in the pocket. I wish, honestly. <laughs> that would have been, that would have just capped it off. Then I would have been happy. Yeah. Well, we know what to send him next time. Yeah. I what are those things called? Pops. Oh, rainbow drops. That's yeah. that. Oh yeah. Bouncing off the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready for your questions? Oh god, this is, well, it's like interview again now, isn't yeah, it? Like, let's are you ready? Go. I'm not. It's meant to be the other way round. I'm supposed to be asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you tell us your most interesting crime or oh. serial killer? It's, I feel like I'm like, no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> um, so. Ah, uh, it's, it's serial killers. Off the top of my head, I can't remember anything massively. Like, obviously, we've had the whole Jeffrey Dahmer stuff that's been on Netflix and recently, and that was really interesting. Like, I'm kind of weird because, like, crime, and it's more often than not, like, I'm in America, that stuff really fascinates me. And I'm house-sitting at the moment, and the guy I'm house-sitting for is massively into it, and he's got, like, books on serial killers and stuff and one of the I literally I was flicking through it the other day is he's got um what's the guy's name is it Ed Gain yeah, guy, I can't remember how you yeah, say his surname Gain, yeah. yeah and this he's got this book that is like the full transcript of his confession and I was just sort of flicking through, I find it's really fascinating yeah. just to be like how someone's mind works like, and, and I, I just find kind of all those types of things very interesting uh let me check my notes what did i write down so one thing that i would have mentioned probably before as well which isn't a serial killer but as a crime um like i remember the dumbblane thing really well yeah because that was when i was at school and i remember how much it changed like the security we had at school so when i was there technically you probably could have basically walked in off the street because the doors wouldn't have been locked and stuff like that and it was just little things like the fact that they, I, th- I think we like, they started locking the playground gates unless it was kind of home time and whatever else, because they definitely wanted to get rid of us then. <laughs> but, um, Kick you out. <laughs> yeah, well, not me, I was a great kid. They, oh, no, I, wish, go I, with oh, I hope that Leon stays, he's a great lad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, stuff like that. And like, and like I say, on, and on, in the internal doors even, um, there was, yeah, it was kind of, they were lock, magnetic locks basically, so you couldn't just, just walk in. Um, so that really stuck with me just because I guess I was like at that age where it was like oh this mm. it's, it's, I don't know like I say it's not that it affected me and I didn't really, like, I was too young I guess to really think about it but it's just one of those things that even when I grew up and when like 
going we're gonna break the fourth wall here but you know like when you sent me the questions that was one of those things where it's like oh yeah that's um Mm. that's that's kind of stuck with me a little bit and just yeah because I, I didn't realize I left school like long before you did because I'm a much what older than you no, <laughs> I don't believe you because <laughs> um, when I was at school everything was open you could walk mm. into the school from the playing field and I, I yeah. dropped my daughter there the other day actually and I said and there's massive like spiked fence yeah. all around it now yeah. and, and locked gates and I said we used to walk to school through there yeah that's and there was no gates at all and like when I used to take my kids to school the first time I went, I went yeah. to go in. I just went to walk in yeah, and, yeah. and it was locked. And that's the first I knew of it because I'd already left school it's, when Dunblane uh, happened. It's so crazy though, isn't it? Like you, but, yeah. I think with a lot of things like, especially with like security anyway, you look back at sort of probably even like 10 years ago mm. and it's going to be so different 10 years ago to how things are done now just because of the way the world's changed, yeah. but, unfortunately. but yeah. They have to respond, don't they, to... Yeah. Um, thank God we live in a country where they do respond because yeah. you feel, you've got to feel for their American parents. Oh, well, Sending their kids in with their oh, bulletproof backpacks was, and there stuff. Was that, there was uh, the Christian school recently. That was just horrendous. Mm. Like, I there's, can't... There's something all the time, isn't there, Leon? It's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, what is it? Actually, that's just one that's... Yeah. ...was sprung to mind first, mm. but... I, I think that was just sprung to mind, because I remember those body-worn um, of, like, the officers that went in and obviously took out the attacker. And it's yeah. not often I watch something, like... <laughs> it sounds like because of my job, but mm. it's not often I watch something and I'm like, Jesus, that's horrific. But that was one of those things. I was like, that's just... That's a bad day at work. Like, mm. that's that's horrible. Yeah, the, yeah that's true. And as a parent as well, like, just, yeah, kids is mm. out of bounds for stuff like that for me. Like, that's a completely... Not that anyone is appropriate, but, like, yeah. kids, I just... Yeah. I, I don't get it. No. I don't know how you could do that. I really don't. Just horrible. Yeah, absolutely. That was shocking, though, that case, wasn't it? That Dunblane mm. case. And mm. I know there was... Um, I think... I remember there was a similar incident not very long after and in a nursery school, right. but the attacker he could only arm himself with a knife. So right. he could only do so much damage yeah. with it. And I think at that point, people were drawing comparisons with Dunblane and yeah. saying, thank God we tightened our gun laws when we did. Because yeah, yeah. if he'd been able to get a gun, which he would have a few years ago, yeah. this would be another Dunblane. Oh, yeah. um, but I think I think it was just injuries, just knife it's wounds just, and stuff. Um, and I say just in, yeah, in a way. Terrible, it's terrible, but it can always be worse. Better, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah. It, unfortunately, with any like horrible incidents they can always be worse like, yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's not much of a positive spin but no no you gotta see it as but a yeah got a but something haven't you yeah hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I remember the Sower murders as well. That was mm. Ian Huntley. Yeah. Ooh. I really remember that because I think I was roughly... Again, I think that was, I think I was around 11 maybe then. And yeah. it was just when I was... I think the girls might have been a bit younger. I can't remember. But they were just, a nine, I think. Yeah, it was just when I was kind of at that age where you... I guess you start to understand things. And, and mm. like, I just remember... Just remember all of like, the press conferences and stuff. And, like, it, it, obviously he had done stuff in the media, um, you know, wanting, willing them to come back despite yeah. knowing what he'd done anyway. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah, like, I, rem- I remember there was a football game on the day that they had... Like, I, yeah, I remember just... <laughs> remember where I was when you found out they had mm. died and stuff and it was just like Jesus it's, it's a scary one isn't it because mm. like you're, you're a similar age and it's that sort of age where as a parent you start to give your kids that little tiny bit of independence yeah, it's exactly. like alright you can go to the shop yeah. come straight back or you with your mate, with you, exactly. yeah. You, yeah. You, all right, come back within an hour or yeah. something, which is yeah. what, which was about as much independence as them girls had exactly. got at age nine. And yeah. at age eleven, you probably didn't have a lot more. <laughs> yeah. You probably were still like, you know, Listen, mum I was can running I running that household? <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's 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 uh, it's just one of them things. As a, as a mum, you've just got to take a deep breath and think, I'm not going to be one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I've got to let. You know, most kids are fine. You've, yeah. it's, well, that's it. Unfortunately, yeah. It's the same as when I used to be scared of flying. You just go, well, most planes yeah. crash, so it's gonna be. Hopefully, we won't be the bad luck one. But it's true though. You can't live your life thinking the worst gonna happen. Otherwise, you'll just nah. Never, you never live, live, won't you? Nah, yeah, exactly, that's it. You've exactly. got to live. But yeah, that's the summer murders yeah. were, were big news, weren't they in yes, this country? Yeah. yeah, I remember that one as well. It's just, just crazy. Mm. It's just, it's just horrible. But. Yeah. Would you ever um, consider going into like the detective area of the job? Um, I would never say never. Like yeah. I really enjoy what I do at the moment, like the public order. I think it's just because I'm at the right age. I'm quite fit. I can kind of do what I'm required to do. Hmm. But you know, I still look at this job. I, I want this to be my job till I retire. Easy said than done, but you never know. Hmm. Um, and certainly going into kind of investigative stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do that, that all the time. <laughs> that's impressive. But yeah, certainly going into kind of that, going down that avenue and going down that route, like it's not something I'd rule out. Like um, I, when I was still like on response work and, and kind of having to go and do interviews, I got to do like a next level up training course on like interviewing suspects. Mm. And I found that really interesting. So yeah, I, I, it's not something I want to do now because I don't like paperwork and I don't like sitting behind a desk and doing the admin. But like I say, I think at some point I'm not going to want to be running around trying to mm. catch bad people all the time and get a bit pretending to be roughly tufty. So yeah, maybe maybe that'll be for me then. If you ever need a Watson, I'll be out. There you go. I'll there you out. go. I'll just I'll bring any paper up. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Any anything as long as we can be involved. Yeah. As long as you're not expecting a cut of my weight. No, no, it's fine. We're, we're volunteers, and Lauren's already sold about three crimes anyway. Like, oh yeah, I, I know this actually. Yeah, I yes. do like your little. Uh, right, well, I think this yeah. is what happened. Oh, okay. I think you sold Jack the Ripper, the Zodiac. Yeah, I know. 
And it's an Apple one. They've got the buried treasure. Yeah. Where, where were you when we needed you? Honestly. Bags are falling around that age, I'd have been laughing. Listen. I'll put in a good word for you when I get back. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, do you know what? I didn't consider the fact of like where, how old or young you are as to what kind of job role you want to have in the police. But yeah, that's a really good point. I suppose the young, fit people want to be out and getting stuck in. And Some people, like, there are people that even I join with, there's a lad I join with who pretty much from day one said, like, I want to go down that detective kind of route and he probably isn't much older than me but mm. that was what he wanted to do and like fair play if you know what you want to do then then crack on but yeah, yeah. like I've, I feel like I've been quite lucky I've done I've already been around a few different areas of like policing so I've done like the the kind of neighborhood sort of thing then I've done response and now I'm doing like public order so mm. it's yeah it's, it's good yeah it's good it's varied isn't it you yeah. don't get bored <laughs> exactly well, I think that's important I think it, it's yeah. exactly that it just keeps it fresh and if I had just stayed at one place what well, I've been in eight years now I imagine I'd bored and not, mm. probably not even being a job anymore because I've got to do something else. Yeah, you get yeah. demotivated, wouldn't you? And but it, I guess it's kind of a unique, being in the police is a bit unique in that sense of it's it's not the same thing. It's never it's not the same thing every day anyway, no. but also there are then different areas you can go and kind of do stuff in. So, mm. so yeah. And that's encouraged, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, again, I've been really lucky. Like, my, it's, your, it's your supervisors that, you know, support your moves and support you doing training and stuff like that mm. and I've had really good supervisors that have been you know supportive of me when I've, I'm guessing I've done enough to at least get their back in but yeah they've always been really supportive of me and what I want to do so so yeah cool so are you ready for another question oh, come on. Mr McLeod come on, then. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Constable McLeod uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Is it MBE or...? No, we're not, no, we're not doing this. No, 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 no. Oh, well, I'm going to stop now. I forgot to bail when you walked in. <laughs> Fuck um... off. <laughs> Did you just say bail? You absolute... See, this is what I get at work. This is gin... This is my day off as well. So... And I'm getting the stick that I get at work. This is not all right. This is not right. It's how we show affection by no, being piss takers. No, someone did say it to me once. Like, oh, we're taking a mick out of you. It means we like you. It's like, nah, that's not. That's not what. It's not terms of endearment. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> right, Leon, would you like to tell our lovely listeners a crime that no one's ever heard of? Please? Oh, oh god, oh god. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I got written down? Uh, no one's heard of. Well, right. <sighs> There's a lot of stuff. So, like, I know even a couple of days ago, we had to go on... Well, some of my colleagues, I didn't end up going, but my team went uh, to do, like... A, it was involved in, like, a rapid entry, uh, which is in relation to a serious offence. You know, you, you're going in there for fairly serious. Is that where they get a batting ram and they will just go, like, go, go, go? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, there's there's oh, different exciting. forms. But, like, yeah, going in, getting the, the, the big red key is some people simply call it but it's like an enforcer and yeah there's yeah, yeah. and doing that and um <laughs> it's really hard because i can't say anything about it but yeah uh, there's a we, we do it with a lot of that sort of stuff where you've got jobs um that you can't particularly talk about and it's kind of like when i said about when we the stuff we we're doing for the coronation mm. before that we were kind of it was very like hush hush you can't mm. say where we're going what time you're going to be there couldn't put anything on social media so I've got loads of loads of jobs that I, like no one knows about, <laughs> but um, but I can't tell you still because no. that would be silly. But um, no, there's just yeah, I haven't really got a great a great answer for that other than no, like, right. it's just I get to do kind of fun stuff, but I can't 
Tell you about no, it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that one. I don't know. Soz. To be it's part okay. of that go, go, go tech. My nerves yeah. are on edge even when you've done that. I don't think yeah. I could answer oh, that really very cool. well. It's, it's like, there's a lot of safety checks and like, it, obviously it's way above my head anyway. But um, you have to get authority to go and do them anyway. Like, there's a, And there's a lot of risk assessments done because, yeah. you know, if there's, if there's kids in an address as well, you've got to take that into consideration yeah. um, and just things like that. So it's it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's weird because like I, I, the first one I'd done, I hadn't been on this unit for very long and I was like, that was proper. Like the adrenaline was going like, Jesus Christ, what the hell am I going to run into? But thankfully, every, like, I've done quite a few now and they're, they've all been safe and... Yeah, yeah. It sounds sad now because I'm like I don't have that same like. Oh, this is really exciting anymore. <laughs> but it's I think it's good anyway because it's the sort of thing when we're doing it, it's because it looks like it's for something quite serious. So it, it's not every day that you're doing my job and you're like, oh, I'm making a huge difference to the world. Yeah. Mm. But when you're sometimes when you're going in and you know it's for something like that, for it's be, be it to arrest somebody or to you know carry out a search and stuff that's where you're like okay this is important and you yeah. do feel like you're making a bit more of a difference it's a, it's a good job that's like yeah that's one of those the only thing is you have to normally wake up really early for it so again it's like i just want to i need sleep like i'm not young anymore i need sleep it's important yeah <laughs> is that when um, the application to detectives going to come along when you do one too many night yeah, shifts exactly or early starts no, or something but then the thing is if i become if i do then go down that avenue i probably will have to do more you probably night have shifts more yeah but then i might be able to find a little sleepy corner in the office yeah yeah, you might have just your own the office with a comfy chair. Leave the phone off the hook yeah. and turn <laughs> well, just the radio ring us. down. You do our That's job. It. And there you go. There you go. Perfect. All right, done. Done. <laughs> Wake me up if you need something. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, don't are you anyone. volunteering to do night shifts? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm that desperate at the minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sold. Absolutely sold. <laughs> oh, so can you tell us some true crime recommendations? Oh, uh, in what sense? TV, oh, podcasts, TV stuff. So books. like, oh well, like I say, this mm-hmm. Ed, that Ed Gaines book I read the other day. That was, it was really annoying because I was like, I think I was just basically getting ready to go to bed. I was like, this is interesting, and I was sort of just flicking through it and then just reading this. I was like, I want to read this all now. <laughs> and there was another one there, but I can't remember what it was. But uh, TV wise, I've always said. Um, 24 hours in police custody is really good like yeah. it's it's really it's just very good at showing you how kind of things go from a to a to z z Ugh, z <laughs> um and it's it's kind of simplified as well because like if you just watched it and i'm like you know the people in it if they just done their job and didn't really explain things the, the amount of time you'd be sitting, well the public would be sitting there watching it and be like what the fuck is going on yeah but i like that it's not even dumbed down, so it's not like I'm watching it going, oh, God, why are you... Like, this is annoying. It's just sort of simplified for people to understand it. So I really like that, and I like that when it first started, it was just really kind of low-level cases that probably didn't take long to go, this is what's happened, this is who done it, he then got charged, and he's, you know, what the outcome is X. Whereas now there's kind of been more prolonged investigations and I think that's just re- I, like, I find that quite interesting because it's not yeah. I, I'm not involved in that kind of prolonged investigation side we might go and put the door in when they get a suspect or whatever but I you know I don't get to see that so even for me it's quite like oh that's interesting yeah and just I guess to some extent seeing the way the mind of an investigator works as well like it is it's interesting even as a police officer to see that so 24 hours in police custody is like 
in terms of true real life crimes yeah. I think that's really good um, <laughs> away from not like real uh, Line of Duty was really good as well oh, yeah, like I did good. like that as much as it was uh, professional standards in place in which <laughs> you know we won't go there but it, it was that is good and I, I kind of I think it doesn't it doesn't pretend to be too much glitzy and glamoury either I think it, you know it's kind of <laughs> shows that there's a lot of boring paperwork almost <laughs> much like uh oh what is it hot fuzz much like hot oh, fuzz yes yeah. we'll crack the case and now back to do the paperwork yeah right. there you go that's that's a great film for about crime as well yeah, go and have a cool netto yeah exactly <laughs> but uh yeah i can't think of top head anything that, else now that 24 hours in custody it's yeah. it's one of those ones where is it where they wear the body camera and then they show it normally doing... does yeah like they've shown Going in and arresting people when they've got um, all, mm. like a, yeah, like, and I think that's really interesting as well because like again, the public don't generally get to see that. Um, yeah, because yeah. there was um, we had a guest on before, didn't we? And she was talking about there was a, a really interesting case. These two sisters they kept running into the road and trying to get oh, run yeah. over. Right, and um, it's quite a famous case, and that was actually in one of those TV programs. Oh. It was just a fluke, but the camera crew were with them on the day that they got called out traffic, to this incident. Traffic, I'm saying, wasn't it? Traffic police Traffic police, yeah. oh, I normally hate that programme. Yeah, yeah. I normally hate the traffic and like, police, in, police interceptors. Yeah, that's the amount it, of time, it? Police interceptors. The amount of times I've walked into a mess room in a police station and that's on, I'm like, nah. Really? What, they watch it, do they, in the mess it's room? It's so cheesy. <laughs> it's so cheesy. I can't, like... Is God. it just too cringe for words? It's just... Listen, it's just not me. It's not It's not how I am as a police officer. It's just a bit too, like... Oh. Why is it cheesy? Is it because they're, like, in their cars acting all really hard and stuff? It's just traffic... Like, uh, traffic cops are just a bit of a... They're a bit of a different breed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They're <laughs> yeah. just a different breed and... and um, it takes a certain kind of person to want to be a, a traffic officer. <laughs> and, and that is not me. No, oh, fair enough. And like I say, not saying it's good or a bad thing, yeah. just not for me. Yeah, that, that is on, oh, God, it's on all the time. Are the they the time. ones that chase, that do car chases? Is yeah, that the a, lot, a lot of them are. Uh, I think sometimes it's more boring stuff that they show, but like, yeah, they get to do Which again, that is quite, it's a cool job. Like, yeah. I'd love to do it, but it is. it's just the other stuff. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off subject. Yeah. Have you seen the jury yet? No. Yeah, highly recommend. I've just finished watching it. Mm-hmm. So everybody in this, yeah. they're going on a trial. They're all jurors. Everybody, judge, police officer, right. American. Yeah. Um, are all actors, right. other than one guy. Mm. And this one guy thinks the whole thing's happening, and it's all real. He oh, thinks he's been called genius. up for a genuine jury, jury service, service, but he's actually yeah. not. So everyone else around him knows, like, and they all act a bit funky. And yeah. There's random scenes, but he's genius because he honestly believes it's all happening and unfolding oh, in front of him. Yeah. You've got to watch it. He's perfect, perfect oh, that TV. Sounds funny. Have you ever done jury service? No, I haven't. I've done it twice. Have I you? Feel really, yeah. I've, I, like, I feel quite lucky. So the first time I've done it was before I was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, um... Like I say, that was when I was doing my application actually, and that was just—it was just yeah—it was—it was really interesting. It was in like in a London Crown Court, and Ooh. it was just quite interesting to see how that stuff all worked because yeah. I wouldn't. But again, it was before I was in a job, so I didn't know how that kind of a courtroom looks or anything like that. Um, but yeah, and then I've done it once, probably off, about a year after I joined the police as well. So it was really, wow. really early on, 
and it was quite funny to see how my mindset had changed it like on that level of suspicion and like from finding someone guilty because I at that point I knew how hard it was to get a job to court and I'm like if you <laughs> this has got to court you have almost certainly done it like, it's like yeah <laughs> yeah. This is going to lessen my chances with a job with you. But <laughs> Go on. Channel 4 did a live jewellery thing and we, like they yeah. at home were the jurors. Yeah. And at the end you had to make your mind up. Yeah. And I was convinced of the wrong answer. I did it or he didn't do it. I was convinced. And when they told us the actual what happened, yeah. I was like, that's his fix. I'm not watching it no to more. To be fair, in your defence, you like... <laughs> You get there's so much information mm-hmm. is when you're in a jury and you are sitting through every single little second of it and you're discussing it as a group. So, but you didn't get to do that when no. you sat at home. So, no, it's not your fault. It's, um, it's the television's it. fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe you. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You. So you're back on board. I'm yeah. back on board you, now. You're, yeah. you're, you're back. My, my Watson is back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, I think this is our last question probably. Um, have you got any local? crimes or anything that you would like to talk about oh local crimes local crimes i'm trying to think there was something that popped into my head earlier and it was kind of off the back of when you were saying stuff that people don't know about but i can't remember what it was yeah and that's gonna bug me i know when you came on before because unfortunately we'd lost the first recording didn't we you did you mentioned your husband's fault wasn't it (laughs) yeah you just said that really aggressively (laughs) i felt that that guy we hate that guy yeah (laughs) Let's all go out for dinner without him. <laughs> oh, can we? Stop. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, you mentioned you, yeah. you were called out to a fella who had a baby day. Yes, so... That was that was when I still would have been on response, and um, basically when I can't remember what the, I think the call was for somebody who was like essentially like a trespass. So because we paced the railway, if you're on the tracks, that's trespass. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think initially that's what it what it come out as. Um, so I ran to the call. I think I was like the second unit to arrive, and. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where everyone's going to be listening to this from, but you have like this, the DLR trains. It was one of those tracks, so they're not electric. I should know this more. They but don't have a driver, do they? Yeah, a bit they're like, driverless, like and, an and he wasn't like in train. the. He, he wasn't. He wasn't touching a live rail or anything like that. So it was. It was. But he was kind of <laughs> behaving erratically. Is probably the only thing, only way I could describe it. Yeah. He was kind of just, just yeah, just moving weird. I don't really know what to say. Um... So one of my colleagues basically made a decision that he was going to get him off the track in case a train come in and it, you know, it didn't stop. I don't know how possible that would have been, but you know, trying to avoid the situation getting any worse. Mm. And he got this guy back up, got him onto the platform, and he was just really—he wasn't particularly fighting against us, I wouldn't say, but he was just really resisting and just—it was really odd. He was speaking like was—he was making noise, but it wasn't words. It was just kind of 
garbled nonsense essentially and uh and again initially I, like, I can say I didn't recognize it as any I just thought he was having a bit of an episode maybe taking an overdose or something yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just reacted but not even an overdose reacted badly to something he's taken and um it was only after a while that I remember I, t- I touched his like I, was, I think I was on his near his head and we were kind of trying to stop him just he was he was seemed quite happy laying down but we didn't obviously want him to roll back on the tracks so we were just trying to hold him in place essentially and um he was like he was drenched he was absolutely drenched like he which was one of those things where the amount I've dealt with so many medical things and whatever else but I was like that's a bit weird and eventually there's more officers have kind of arrived someone's like do you think it's like ABD which is like acute behavioural disorder right Mm. and it can stem from it can stem from drugs it can stem from like banging your head and stuff like that and uh I'd never seen it before, so I didn't recognise it. And when they said it, I was like, ah. And that is very much like a medical emergency when it's that. Wow. So I think we, we had called an ambulance anyway because it clearly wasn't, you know, he it was a medical issue. But like with acute behavioural disorder, it's, the way it's been described before is because of the way that person is fighting and everything else is going. It's, there, it's basically like driving a car at 60 miles an hour in first gear. Wow. Oh, wow. And the, the pressure that can put on their heart and stuff. And oh, so, God. so um, thankfully, we, we got medical, yeah, med, med, well, a paramedic arrived pretty early on. And then an ambulance came as well. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know what, what the outcome of him was. He was mm. definitely alive when he left and he was still kind of as he had been. But it was just, yeah, that was a, that, like I say, that was something I'd never seen before haven't seen since in like i've been in eight years now that was probably i'd probably been in three four years when that happened this yeah it's quite rare isn't it I, yeah i don't know if it hit his head i still don't know what it was that kind of brought that out of him but mm. yeah it must be so scary to be in that situation where you don't know how to respond because this person's behaving so erratically yeah we we, do, we get a lot of training in it because um you know we get a lot of training we're taught a lot and it's more because of what's happened in mm-hmm. America, you know, with like George Floyd yeah. and restraining people and stuff like that and how to do it and how yeah. clearly not to do it. And so with that, and because there's a massive thing as well about like positional asphyxia in the police. And again, thankfully, I mean, I don't really know of any case of it in the UK. Certainly hasn't happened with any of me or my colleagues. But if you've got someone cuffed up and you leave them on their front, the pressure on their chest can you know it can do serious harm especially if they're quite a big built person um and so we do get a lot of training in that because it's it's just it's it's so important to know or recognize or be able to recognize how quickly something can be go from being a criminal thing like say if you've handcuffed somebody because they've done something wrong and you've struggled with them and you've left them on the floor like that can really quickly then become a medical emergency and so we have to be aware of that and that's what i mean with like abd although i hadn't seen it before I at least even I was like something's not quite right and again it's that thing of like knowing although you don't know what to do and you could tell that he it's not a criminal thing him being on the tracks and doing whatever he was doing that's not that's not just a normal behaviour of of someone that's a criminal and so you're kind of going well we need an ambulance because this isn't my remit Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah it was it's a a weird day at work but Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think I think we kind of done all right. We've we done the right thing. Got an ambulance, pass it over to somebody that knows what they're doing because that ain't that ain't for me. But we, we get that's just the kind of the job we do. You end up dealing with stuff like 
out of the ordinary. Yeah. Like I remember when I was on before, that wasn't that long after I dealt with um, the child that the someone had come up to us. I'll explain the story rather than just... I just realised <laughs> yes. I'm kind of shorthanded here for you guys. So we, um, we were patrolling in an area because they'd been in attempt murder and we, <laughs> so we were patrolling for this suspect. And uh, basically at the point, at the time, I was on the van having a little break with, uh, with yeah, two other colleagues, I think. And then basically someone's come running up to the van and it was like just this random member of the public and then followed by my colleagues. I thought, like, what the thing's going on here? <laughs> and uh, a colleague's just like, there's a child not breathing at this address. It's like, ah, oh. I was like, what the, okay, this is, this is what? Um, and basically this member of the public had approached my colleagues who had been out and about and he'd had a phone call from his mother who was looking after, you know, his kids. And she had rung him to say, like, kid's not breathing. So I think I think he'd called the ambulance. I'm not even sure. And then bumps into my colleagues and obviously blah, blah, blah. So this address was... Um, I can't remember how much it showed up, but we, we weren't far away. So it was all right, we'll, we'll go there because we can at least try to do the first aid stuff that we're taught. Um, we carry defibrillators as well. So it's, you know, better than nothing. So um, we've gone racing to this address... I don't really know how, not that I'm complaining, but I, I have ended up being the <laughs> by the door of this van, so it's like, right, I'm getting off first, clearly. <laughs> um, I had the defib with me, so it's all right. And so uh, as we were travelling, and I, like, I'm, I'm very aware of how, you know, the ambulance service categorise calls and, like, a child not breathing or anything like that is going to be high category. So I was, in the back of my head, I was thinking, we're going we're gonna to get there and the ambulance will be there anyway and it will be fine. And then, uh, like I say, I think we took us about probably less than, probably five minutes or so. And we pulled into this road and there was no blue lights. And oh. honestly, my heart sunk a bit because I was like, fuck, like, this, yeah. is, this is on us then. Right, okay. So we pulled up to this address and I literally said to the guys we were getting, I was like, just, just get us in, get us into the room, get us to where he is. So we go, go charging in. Um, and I remember, I think I probably would have said it at the time, but I remember my first thought is... I've looked at, the, looked at his kids. The nan had him in her arms, and he wasn't like grey. He didn't. He he, he right. looked alive still. Mm-hmm. Wasn't grey. Wasn't like blue. So I was like, right, there's it's, something's on our side at least. Um, so I kind of abruptly grabbed him off her to put him on the floor because again, if you're gonna if you're gonna need to do CPR or anything like that, doing it on a bed is not gonna work. So blah blah blah. Um, and like as I grabbed him, he like gasped, and that was when it's like, right, okay, yeah. you're like, it was, it was, it was. I, I expect you gasped too. It wasn't like, really. I, honestly, I, I, I did. I remember going, right, you're breathing oh, as well now, so this yeah. is this is positive. Yeah. And then um, we just made a decision. Like I, I remember we put him on the floor, trying to rouse him, wasn't getting much. It was like, right, let's just get him, get him on our carrier, get him to hospital. And we'd done that, so I just again I didn't have to carry him far. I literally, just picked him up, carried him out of the house, um, passed him up to colleagues, and then we just yeah, blue lit to. God, I don't even remember where we were. I don't even remember what the hospital would have been. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, got him to hospital, handed him over to the nurses, and then come away. And that was one of the few times that I've like properly dealt with something. And then when I've taken a step back, been like. Ooh, and oh, had that adrenaline dump of like, yeah. oh my did. god, that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, so, I bet you did. Yeah, that was. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think 
I think he'd taken an overdose, like, oh, or something. God. Like, yes. Oh, he was only, I think he's like 12 years old. Oh, but, God. Oh, yeah. poor little kid. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but he was alive oh, and he was in hospital, yeah. so yeah. He, he would have been okay. And then we got a, I think someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone got like a, an email from his dad saying like he's, he's all oh. right and thanking us for the effort. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's lovely that you find out what happened to him afterwards. But that's, yeah. that's the wonderful world of policing, like I say, the amount of time yeah. you do stuff, especially when I used to be on response, the amount of time you end up dealing with something that's not, you know, crime related. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like social, you, you feel like a social service worker because you're, dealing with like mispers and and vulnerable kids vulnerable adults like that happens a lot mm-hmm. does it yeah they're just really draw like they seem to be drawn to kind of the railway a lot as well oh do they yeah like i, I guess to some extent it's because it's a dry kind of safe environment a lot of the time yeah i suppose so um and you know to be fair a lot of rail staff are trained to be aware and, and they would be but they're very aware of like oh that person's been sat there haven't gotten a train forever long like mm. um and more often than not, we'll get called because it's, I mean, it's one of those things where there's, there's, there are gaps almost, I think, when people, I know there's people talk about defunding the police and all that stuff, but it's like there are gaps in in kind of areas and when, when you've got somebody that's a vulnerable person, I can see why, like, calling the police isn't the right thing for them, calling an ambulance isn't necessarily the right thing for them, but there are just gaps in that kind of network of, mm. of what, what we can and can't do really so yeah Yeah, you have to step in and overlap it a little bit yeah and like I say that was there's a lot of that a lot of that in policing a lot of dealing with yeah, mm. suicidal, vulnerable people, and just yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Just people having a bad day as well sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not. It's not all about um, getting medals off the For, crane, is it? Oh, oh thank Sorry. God you said that because I was thinking, Christ, we're going to end this on a really <laughs> bum note. Yeah, suicide <laughs> stuff, and then you just dug me up. So yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah, that's all right. Anytime, please mm. let me know if you are, you know, feeling a bit too good about yourself. Me and Lauren can re- My rectify. skipper brings me down as well. He, we, we literally joke about it. He's like, I can't big you up too much. Cause, so he, he's very good at just being like, no, you're an Excellent. Idiot. Oh, yeah. cool. See? Just lucky me. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> me, think... Me and my great team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps it up. So, um, sure does. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having we me. We really appreciate you coming back. Sorry after that I forgot all the great hitch. stories I told you before, but, you know. No. Yeah, no, we've had some new ones and um, yeah, those ones as well. So yeah, thanks for. You've got for... two psychics there, sir. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lucky, you've got some lucky helpers. Me. willing helpers. <laughs> lucky me. If you can, if you can put up with the piss take, you know. Oh jeez, I already have to. It's fine. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Leon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.